0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: It's time for the Get
2: Ready Show!
3: Best in Pro Wrestling Talk. And that's
0: the bottom line. The first goal project. This right here is the future of wrestling!
1: And it begins.
2: The Ken Reedy Show, the best, the best in pro wrestling talk. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Glad you can jump on board. Please give us a call at 347-838-9815. Phone lines are lighting up already, so come on on board. Let's talk some wrestling. Thank you all for tuning in tonight on this Monday night edition of The Ken Reedy Show. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. In fact, right now we got a question up there on the Facebook. If Hogan is at WrestleMania 30, how do you book him? We want to hear from you. What do you think about booking Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 30? We're at Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show, and as always, the com is our website. Each and every week we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk, and each and every week I got my tag team partner with me. Dave, how are you doing this evening?
3: We've got a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to say hello. I'm doing great, and let's get down to business.
2: Yeah, you know, it's been a real kind of crazy week. Lots of, you know, I thought, and we'll get into some specifics, obviously, but I thought last week was a very solid week of TV for, for wrestling. I think wrestling fans had a good week, uh, Raw, SmackDown, and Impact, I thought were decent last week, um, but it seems like as of late, The news is happening off of TV, behind the scenes, contract negotiations, people being released, people coming back, all sorts of crazy stuff, companies for sale. Um, So one of the big things that we heard uh, last week, you know, there's been speculation and we've talked about it a lot on this show, uh, speculation of Hulk Hogan, his contract is up with TNA, he's floating out there as a free agent, obviously the most iconic figure in the history of pro wrestling, where does he wind up? And then we hear from Michael Esseney, who breaks his story on the TheExaminer.com, who says that Hulk Hogan is signed. He's officially signed with the WWE, according to his sources. Hulk Hogan is back with the WWE. Um, we here at the Ken Reedy Show, we are actually communicating right now with Michael Esseney, and we're going to try to get him on the show uh, Talked to him via email a few times this week uh, He actually is on a flight to LA this evening So he's unable to come on the show tonight But hopefully we can get him on at a future date But incredible stories surfacing right now Could Hulk Hogan be back in the fold in the WWE? And if he's in the fold, you gotta think He's gonna have a role at WrestleMania 30 that, I, I can't imagine him being brought into the fold And not having some sort of role at WrestleMania 30. So head on over to the Facebook page. It's The Ken Reedy Show. Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. If you're going to book Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 30, how do you book him? How do you use the immortal one, Hulk Hogan, at the big one, WrestleMania 30? We want to hear from you. Um, Also, lots of speculation going on. TNA We're hearing they're for sale All sorts of rumors going on Are they actively for sale Or just entertaining offers This person's offering This person's offering Bischoff's in Bischoff's out Where is TNA going to go And then out of nowhere All these names floating around Like names like Bischoff uh, Names like Jeff Jarrett uh, Floating around as potential suitors The WWE Potential suitors to purchase TNA And then lo and behold Frontman of the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, who is, who is known to be a, a quite a, a wrestling fan, wrestling aficiado, work works in a wrestling company uh, Chicago-based. All of a sudden, his name is floating in the mix as far as this, the sale of TNA. Dave, you've been following this story closely. What is the latest you're hearing about Billy Corgan and the potential sale of TNA?
3: Well, let me just backtrack just a little bit for our listeners that aren't too familiar with um, this story. It was reported last week that Billy Corgan was interested in buying a majority stock in TNA Wrestling. And at the same time this news broke out, a memo was placed with all the TNA employees, contracted wrestlers, office officials, everybody from Janice Carter, Dixie Carter's mother, stating that the company is not for sale, and there is no talk of selling the company. Then more rumors keep floating in. I had gone to um, I'd gone on Facebook and saw on Rob Feinstein, who owns RF Video, that does a lot of the shoot interviews that you see on on YouTube and stuff like that. Rob had posted a post stating that a close friend of his, through the situation in TNA, is stating that Corgan is not going to buy Impact Wrestling or TNA Wrestling. Then Lou D'Angeli, who went by Louie Dangerously in ECW, he was also signed Guy Dudley at one time. He also worked for the WWE in the travel department, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, also close friends of Billy Corgan, went on Twitter this week and said that Billy Corgan is interested in buying TNA and that there might be some wealthy investors behind it with Billy Corgan. As of this morning, I've heard now that Billy Corgan, is n- the- he does not have enough money to buy TNA and keep it running. Um, I don't know exactly if he still has interest in buying the brand name, the library, the contract. I don't know exactly. I'm not a finance expert. This is common knowledge here on the Ken Reed Show. I sucked at math, so I'm not going to go with numbers with, with everybody here. But I will say this: um, from what I'm hearing, the latest is that Corgan would need some investors along with him. He to buy this company. I've heard that he's, that he's got some wealthy people behind him that are interested in investing in this with him, but then I've heard that he doesn't have anybody with him. And i heard that, that he is not even in line to talk right now with them about purchasing the company, that there are other individuals that are involved in, in wanting to purchase TNA Wrestling. Um, we could throw Bischoff out, out of that category, because last week we talked about how Bischoff could potentially get some investors of his own to buy TNA Wrestling, but the word on the street is that he's gone. The remainder of his contract is being paid out to him as he sits at home in in Cody, Wyoming right now. So, Bischoff is out. I don't know about Jeff Jarrett. I don't know what kind of financial means he has to purchase the company. Um, Viacom, like I said last week, Viacom would be the most likely um, potential buyer for TNA only because... TNA is on Spike TV. Spike TV is under the Viacom umbrella, and Spike and Viacom have both been very pleased with the numbers that TNA and Impact Wrestling do for their network, and they have Invested some money into signing names like Hulk Hogan and signing names like Kurt Angle and Sting, and helping them get on the road and, and giving, put investing money in the project when they went on the road. Now they're going to go off the road and they're going to go back to taping their television shows primarily at Universal Studios again, but from uh, and they will work in some bigger markets that they have ticket sales that exceed what they normally um, do for ticket sales in other smaller cities. So they might travel to bigger markets like Boston or Austin, Texas, or wherever the case is. But they're going to travel a little bit, but it's not going to be a weekly thing. They will take television shows at Universal Studios um, for the time being. Um, So as of right now, you don't know what to believe. Corgan's in, he's out, there's other names involved, he's got investors, he doesn't. Um, it's interesting that Lou D'Angeli, who went by, like I said, Sign Guy Dudley, he posted these tweets up over the weekend, and now these tweets have been taken off of his Twitter account. Um, so it must mean that either Corgan didn't want everybody to know that he was um, thinking about purchasing the company, or it's not really true at all. So be that as it may, it's um, it's up in the air right now. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, As of right now, TNA is still a a running company, and they're putting out shows weekly, and they've got a different business model, a different business plan right now that's for cost-cutting measures, and we're just going to have to see what goes from here. But um, it doesn't look overall, whoever buys the company, whoever decides to purchase the company, I think it's more or less for majority stock, and the carters will have some involvement in it i don't think they'll have as much involvement as the potential new owners but from what i'm hearing i'm not hearing a full total sale of the entire company i'm hearing investors and majority stock being bought of this company so it looks like the carter family does want to get some sort of return on their investment and have a little piece of the pie at the same time
2: it's it's amazing you know and, and if nothing else like right now you know tna is keeping themselves in the news where you know any publicity for them is probably good publicity and we've talked about how you know if if we're going to point the finger as far as any one section of the company to to blame for some of TNA's problems it might be the ad and publicity department because uh they're not getting out there and people do not know uh a lot of people around the country don't even know they exist uh so People are talking about them. People are speculating. Lots of things going on in TNA, and and TNA started this new initiative. Um, while I mean, it's interesting how things are changing as far as the, the product. And, wait, wait, Ted, and yet-
3: hold on. Ted, hold on. Before before you go into that, I just want to make one quick point. Uh, 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 I forgot one potential buyer, Jake the Snake Roberts. News broke this week that Jake the Snake Wants to plan an Indiegogo Campaign online For himself as well as Wrestling fans to help Him buy TNA Wrestling
2: That, that would be incredible If he was actually able I think that would be more incredible uh, Aside from the, the whole You know him being a, an owner Just the potential if he's actually Able to pull that off well yeah that's the thing like how many wrestling
3: like i can just imagine like some wrestling you know wrestling fans will throw like a Here's a $20 donation. So what do you, what do you get on your return investment with, with, with $20 of stock in the company, like a DVD, a T-shirt? Like, like, like what do you get back from that? I mean, it's funny. I don't, I don't think it's really going to hold. Well. It would be amazing if, if, like, wrestling fans decided to be like, you know what? But at the same time, it's a perfect opportunity. Wrestling fans complain so much about what's wrong with TNA and what's wrong with the WWE. A professional wrestler out there is saying, here, Help me buy this company. Now you have the opportunity to fix what's wrong with it.
2: I agree with you. I mean, it's definitely an interesting prospect. I mean, when we talk about TNA, and, you know, as far as the product on TV, a lot of our conversation happens to be, you know, in-ring, great, creative, hit and miss. Um, You know, there's probably nobody out there that is better than, than Jake the Snake as far as psychology and the psychology of wrestling. To have a guy like that at the helm and kind of steering the ship creatively is definitely, as, as for me as a wrestling fan, is an incredibly interesting prospect to see what a guy who is that gifted. I mean, I was always amazed with Jake the Snake. When you look at Jake the Snake Roberts, you know, even in his prime, did not have a stellar physique uh, you know curly mullet magnum pi mustache and yet somehow this guy he scared you he cut promos that were just incredible he got the psychology of it all and for him to run a company it would be pretty incredible to see what he could do if you know again all the other things are are squared away he's sober he's he's running the straight and narrow and he's He's focused and ready to do it. Um, I would love to see what a focused Jake the Snake Roberts. I agree with you that the prospect is somewhat unrealistic that he'll be able to do it, but um, it does get you a little bit excited as a fan to, to think about what he could do uh, with a company like that.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. But you know what, though? It's for, it, it, at the same time, are you wrestling fans – you think you can fix what's wrong on television? You guys think you're experts? You sit behind the keyboards? Now's your opportunity. Help out Jake the Snake Roberts, and you could be a part of something big. You could make your own wrestling history. Who's the, you know, wouldn't that be pretty cool that a professional wrestler started a viral campaign and movement with wrestling fans to buy a company? You could be a part of history in the wrestling books, if you think about
2: it. We should, I'm thinking now we should start a viral campaign to give... Jake the Snake, a chunk of money, so we could be the announced team.
3: <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a really good. You know, we have to keep Mike Tenay though. And well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's keep Mike Tenay, and then we can have. I probably like Taz too. I don't know. We make Taz like a backstage interviewer. He'd be, he'd there make, you go. We make Taz a backstage interviewer, and then you, me, and Mike Tenay, the three man booth, and I'll be the I'll be the heel.
2: I like it. Let's do it. Start <laughs> sending us money. We're going to buy TNA. With Jake the Snake. I got, I got anyway, 13. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing because TNA, I mean, everything is in a state of flux. I mean, as you're hearing all these stories uh, about the potential sale, creatively things are changing. AJ Styles running away now with the TNA title. Um, now Dixie starting a tournament to crown a new TNA champion. Um, they've started this initiative where the action never stops. And it's interesting. You know, I'm not going to say that TNA has hit it out of the ballpark with this, but I kind of like it. I, I've liked it so far. It's something different. It's something unique. Um, the little vignettes, it almost reminds me of, and, and it, wrestling has been talked about in this context forever, that wrestling is kind of a soap opera. With having these daily videos, it reminds me almost of those daily soap operas. We sit and watch All My Children, Days of Our Lives, each and every day, and they they progress the storyline every day. And with these these small clips that you can catch on on the Internet, it's interesting. And I'm not going to say that TNA is hitting it out of the ballpark with it, but it's a strong gapper right now. I'm enjoying the videos. that They're short enough where they don't lag. Uh, They're facilitating the storylines. Uh, I'll be honest with Dixie and, and her character i I much more enjoy her uh, in a small three minute clip on the internet as opposed to cutting a promo inside the ring uh it to me it just works better she looks more comfortable and it it, it looks better in the context of if it was reality she's in an office she's she's the head of the company it it just works for me so the The where the action never stops, I'm curious where it's going to go as the thing evolves, but we've talked on this show a few times, um, can you facilitate a storyline purely on the internet? And I think the WWE was close to perhaps at least trying to pursue that when CM Punk walked off with the title, and you heard about him showing up at Comic-Con with the, the belt and tweets and everything, but... They cut that pretty quickly. TNA now with Where the Action Never Stops, AJ Styles leaving with the title. I'm curious to see if they embrace the whole idea of really facilitating storylines on the internet more uh, more regularly. Uh, I think it's a really interesting time for TNA. It's something, if done right, can really set them apart. And, you know, Dave, after all, it's 2013, you know, it. it it's kind of cool to see where exactly this new initiative in TNA could go.
3: You know, it's interesting. I mean, I just hope that the, that this Where the Action Never Stops campaign is not a takeoff on what the WWE does with the now famous app. Um, but, uh, I, I mean... I, I like that they're that they're trying things. You know, they they try a lot of things. Not everything might work, but they're trying. They're trying to be a little bit different. As long as if it's not on every show where they tell you go to the app right now, where you could see Austin Aries and Bobby Roode go at it in the parking lot, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, don't push the apps. You know, the the twenty four seven word thoughts, but there's. Where you can see everything. Just don't push it too hard, you know, because then people are going to be dis- disinterested. Because you're not going to, you're going to want to watch the match, but you're going to be talking about this app the whole time, similar to what takes place at WWE. I mean, they'll talk about the JBL and Cole show in the middle of a match when something's going on, instead of talking about what's going on in the match or the story behind the match. They'll be like, oh yeah, check out the JBL and Cole show this week, Where we had Cody Rhodes on. Like, and Cody Rhodes is not even involved in the segment. And it just i just don't want it to turn into that what's great about the internet nowadays and i had a conversation with um with uh, my, my 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 good friend Shane Helms one time, and he was talking about how when he first got Twitter and a lot of the guys in the locker room in WWE got Twitter, you know he went to he went to uh, Lorenitis and a few guys and in, in creative and he said to them, I think you guys this thing's going to blow up. I think you guys should be on this, and they said, No, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to get the the audience too close with our with our guys. We, you know they didn't want a whole lot of interaction online with With the audience and with the with the company, and then they tried to do a their own version of facebook it was called it was the original w w e universe and that was what their version of Facebook was. Every wrestler had a profile, but then you could also create a profile yourself like you're on Facebook. but the problem with those is is that you know you get wrestling fans on there. You get the smart marks, they'll create a profile, and then they'll write and put up whatever, you, whatever they want and say whatever they want and blast the company. It's out there. So And then you got to sit there and you've got to police that 24-7, 365. And then they didn't like that idea. So they, they, they backed off of that a little bit, and then they've gone more of the Twitter and the Facebook route. You know, Instagram's a pretty big thing. I'm surprised that they don't get involved in Instagram uh, because not only do you take pictures, but you can also uh, post videos as well. And I'm surprised that uh, WWE and TNA, I think TNA might have an Instagram account, but that they're not, Promoting Instagram as much, um, but it's it's a, it's it's wonders what the internet does, and I think it's it, it's it's a showing the sign of the time that things are changing in the wrestling business, and you know some people are just going to have to deal with it um, as far as like the internet goes and how they promote their product out there. I mean, WWE has not just content on television, but they have content on the internet, and, and this is and TNA is doing the same thing now too. They're utilizing what what people are, um, you know, what, what people are doing on the internet, you know, Marks will read about stories about what's going on behind the scenes or Marks will read, you know, click a link to go check this out on TNAs where the action never stops. I mean, it's a smart idea. I think, um, just as long, like I said, just as long as they don't push it. And I haven't really watched a whole lot of it. Um, I've caught a couple of glimpses of it here and there, and it's not bad. It's not terrible. I think it helps in some ways. Um, uh, As long as it's not done just for the sake of doing it, if it makes sense and it enhances the storyline and maybe it gets acknowledged on television that this took place and go check this out on this app or whatever, then that's great. Um, I'm all for it, but as long as you're not just pushing it down my throat, because I don't need instructions from Mike today, and especially Kaz. You know, Kaz would be like, oh, yeah, go download the app right now on the Google or the Android phone, and then you can take the book and print it here. <laughs> you know, and then you got my buddy Joe numbers over here with that hot tomato. It was a rocket buster, baby. You know, I don't need all that, because Michael Cole and JBL and the King, they all act like they're a bunch of old geezers, like they don't know how to use a smartphone. Um, and, and, then they, and then they show you how to use your own phone. Like, don't salt my intelligence, please. And I just don't want them to do the same thing that what WWE is doing. Do something different, but do it better.
2: Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I'm excited about. I, so far, I like it better. Uh, it's not being crammed down our throats. It's not something that, you know, you have to run and see what happened during the commercial break. It's something, you know, throughout the day, you know, on my smartphone, you know, scrolling around, hey, look, there's a video up on Twitter, and I... Pop it on, and it's it's a quick two, three-minute video. And, and, you know, some of them are, you know, they had uh, today Magnus talking about uh, his, his place in the tournament and what's going on with Sting. Uh, but they also had a, a video of Austin Aries talking about, uh, you know, his his veganism. So, I mean, there, there's some interesting stuff. So, I mean, there's stuff to facilitate storylines. There's just, there's a great video out there, by the way, of Miss Tessmacher gym twerking. So if you want to see a great video, check out uh, Brooke Tessmacher, uh, Jim Twerking. Um, but it, it's just – some of it's funny. Some of it's enhancing storylines. But it's not, it's not being crammed down my throat. It's not an app. Um, it's, on, it's on Twitter. It's on their website. Um, so I think it's something that it, – it could be very interesting. And, and I'm at least – I'm optimistic where it's, where it's going to go. As far as the – you know, like you're bringing up the WWE app – I'm not really. I have it every so often. I'll I'll check it out. But to be honest with you, it, it doesn't it doesn't grab my interest. Uh, this this whole initiative from TNA kind of grabs my interest. And to be honest with you, I get it. Going back to when when CM Punk left with the title and they wanted him back at Summerslam, I thought they could have facilitated that storyline for a longer period of time. I was really intrigued to see how long they could go without CM Punk. On TV, He was popular enough to see how much they can embrace the internet and just have him popping up places uh, with the title I'm actually really excited to see how TNA uh, plays out this storyline Now it's still, weird, you know, the, the negative side of it is we're still talking TNA in reference to a WWE storyline that they're quote unquote copying But I, I'm hoping they do it better uh, I'd, I'd love to see uh, you know AJ popping up all sorts of places. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll pop up on a bunch of uh, indie shows defending the TNA title. Uh, maybe we have like a, a rocky kind of vibe, and uh, he gives some some unknown struggling wrestler a shot at the TNA heavyweight championship. Uh, there's a lot of things that they could do with it. So I, I am I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going to go. And like you said, Dave, I, I think it's cool that it's something different. It's something exciting. Uh, You see them, like, right now, they're they're definitely moving past uh, Hulk Hogan being gone, and and the company definitely has a a different feel to it, Um, and I'm curious where it's going to go. I said earlier in the show that I thought last week was a strong week for wrestling fans. I enjoyed Impact last week. Um, It's interesting what they're doing with Kurt Angle right now, Uh, there's uh, speculation that, you know, they're going to be almost doing a, a Mickey Rourke, the wrestler kind of storyline with Kurt Angle. Uh, you know, that guy, you know, Kurt Angle and, and Bobby Roode in the ring, that's great stuff. Uh, we continue to have great stuff uh, from EGO, uh, the extraordinary gentlemen's organization. So, you know, we've been critical at times, and I think justly, uh, of TNA. But, uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say TNA has turned a corner, uh, necessarily, because you still hear the rumors that the, the company is for sale. But I, 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 I'm optimistic. I'm more optimistic than I've been in a little while. I enjoyed Impact. We'll see where the action never stops, uh, where that goes. But uh, you know, solid programming on Thursday night from Impact Wrestling, Dave.
3: Yeah, I liked. Um, you know, I, I like the dynamic with um with Bully and Anderson. I mean, Bully and Anderson uh, had a had a uh, a street fight hardcore kind of match uh, a couple of years back at Bound for Glory, and they just work really well together. They're, they're, they're both jerks, and they are both got egos, and they both can't get out of their own way, and they like to fight. And it was just the, the matches, the chemistry they had was really good. I think the Utah crowd was awesome when Anderson made his return a couple of weeks ago, and he he got in there, and he just beat the hell out of Bully Ray, and I thought it was good. Um, so I'm liking that dynamic, and I like that they've moved Bully out of the title picture a little bit. Uh He can always go back to it because it's, it, it it works. Um, I'm just curious now. There's only a couple members of the Aces and Eights left. I mean, it's, I mean, granted that faction's all butt dead. I mean, are they going to officially have them? take the vests off? Are they going to, is he going to add more members? I'm, I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, the is the an ace idea, I guess, was a Bischoff creation, so this might be one of those things in wrestling where this just kind of fades in, fades out a little bit, and it's not really acknowledged anymore. Uh, maybe they'll have uh, Nux and, and Bischoff do something different. Maybe they'll have him be a tag team. I don't know. Maybe Bischoff won't be around anymore because his dad's gone. Who knows? But, I like that. I like the the, the title tournament, um, the prospects of eventually AJ coming back and challenging the the Dixies champion. Um, I mean, it's interesting television. It's not, you know, it's not. I'm not sitting there like, oh, I can't wait to happen. When, you know, what's going to happen next week? But it looks like they're they're trying to, you know. Move forward and 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 use you know the the, the talent properly. Uh, the Kurt Angle storyline is interesting as long as he doesn't have a heart attack in the ring and almost dies and you know, I mean that kind of stuff. You know, is, is silly in wrestling, but um, overall it's not bad. Um, and, and they seem like they're they're trying to get out of their own way now and and just move forward with what they got.
2: Agreed. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We have. Monday Night Raw coming up tonight. So we got Raw coming up. We have a lot of stuff going on in TNA. Speculation. What do you do with Hulk Hogan if he's booked for WrestleMania 30? We want to hear from you. It is time for our 50-50 news break with Dave. And after the news break, we're going right out to the phones. You guys on hold. Be patient. We're getting to you right after the news break. But right now, here's Dave with the Day 5 News Report.
3: Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show every Monday night at 7 p.m. And speaking of AJ Styles, our top story this week, with the storyline of AJ Styles leaving TNA being played out on television, plans call for him to be off television for several months, defending the TNA World Heavyweight Championship around the world, with his first stop being this past weekend in Mexico at the AAA promotion, wrestling a former TNA wrestler, Judas Messiah, and then moving on to the Great Muda's Wrestle 1 promotion in Japan on November 16th against Seiya Sanada. Speaking of Impact Wrestling, our second story. Impact Wrestling will be taping three episodes from November 21st to the 23rd at Universal Studios Soundstage 19 in Orlando, Florida. The original Soundstage was Soundstage 21, which was approximately 22,000 square feet. The new soundstage will, will be 16,500 square feet. It reportedly has dressing rooms with showers, wardrobe rooms, hair and makeup rooms, and the capability of fiber and satellite transmissions. Speaking of Japan, another segue as we call it in the business. New Japan pro wrestling star Prince Devitt teased on Twitter that he is WWE bound. With a quote stating, I am going to the WWE, dot, 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 to find a new member of the hashtag Bullet Club. WWE has been rumored to be interested in Devitt for quite a while now. As a matter of fact, William Regal showed a tape of Devitt versus Adrian Neville to Triple H sometime back, leading to signing Neville. As of this past summer, Devitt's name was on a list of talents WWE was interested in, but he is currently not signed at the moment. Speaking of the WWE, another segue. This is a day five segue report, apparently. I didn't even plan this. WWE assigned Olympic wrestler Chaz Best to a developmental field. Best began training at the WWE Performance Training Center in Orlando, Florida today. Best was a member of the 2012 United States Olympic Greco-Roman wrestling team. And our final story this week, this will be a, this will be a head-scratcher. WWE Studios and Film Roman announced the co-financing and co-production agreement for an animated series called Camp WWE. The two companies committed to produce up to 13 three-minute webisodes. Episodes on the web, of course, for some people that didn't get that. The show will be based on the WWE superstars as kids at a summer camp. The show will be scripted by Mike Benson, who worked on the Bernie Mac show and HBO's hit series, Entourage. Wrestlingonfire.com, the man on this marquee, Ken Reedy, along with Ray-Ray Mars, hosts all the action that Wrestling on Fire brings in and out of the ring. For your viewing pleasure, head on over to Wrestlingonfire.com. Every week I tell you how crazy this show is. Every week I tell you all the the, the crazy things that Steve Bob, Bob. Arian and El Rapendo Genioso do Just check it out, take my word for it It's the real deal, The Gun Show Season 9 YouTube slash the Gun Show Web TV And Ken's Cards and Collectibles 27 Mill Street, Berlin, Connecticut Cards, memorabilia, jerseys Of every major sport Major League Baseball, the NFL, NHL, the NBA And of course the bread and butter Of that place, my favorite place Ken's world-famous wrestling room, WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, TNA. They got DVDs, toys, cards, T-shirts, anything that you can market professional wrestling on. They got it. I think they even got a Triple H lunchbox in there and so much more. He buys sells and trades items. Like them over on Facebook at Ken's Cards and Collectibles. And there you have it, my friends. That was the Day 5 News Report. Only heard every Monday night here at 7 p.m., on the Ken Reedy Show, Ken. Back
2: to you. Good stuff. Lots of good information. I'm not gonna delay any further. You guys, it's been great. Thank you for being patient. We're going right to the phone calls. So, you guys, we got a full bank of calls right now. Stay patient. We're gonna get to every one of you. We're gonna start off right now. Hit the phones. We got Tony on the line. Tony, are you there?
4: Hey guys.
2: What's, What's going, going on? on? What do you got first this week, Tony?
4: Oh my God, yeah. It's been a crazy. Yeah, it has been a crazy week, all right. Yeah. This... <laughs> Camp WWE, my God! I mean, I, I read that this morning, and I find so it has to be kind of comical. It's just like it like the superstars as kids with Vince as the counselor or whatever. It's just like, I mean, I mean you know,
2: and honestly, as silly as it sounds, in all fairness, uh, we did have uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling growing up on Saturday morning with with Brad Garrett voicing Hulk Hogan. So, uh, you know, three minute webisodes, it, it could be fun for the kids.
4: And uh, maybe,
2: I don't know. As ridiculous as it
4: sounds. Yeah, because it, it just sounds like, I don't know, it's
2: like, I mean,
4: if they had the network, would they be putting it on there?
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'll probably... Who am I kidding? I'd love to say like, oh, I'm not going to watch it. I'm I'm sure I'll probably check it out. I'll have to see what it's all it about. The same thing about Total
3: Divas, Ken. Come on, you know you're going to watch yeah. Camp WWE. <laughs> so I'll be watching. You want,
2: you want to see Paul Hogan start a fire
3: you know, by rubbing too
2: thick? going on? And we we posted it on uh the Facebook. I'm curious your thoughts. I mean, rumors are swirling that Hogan could be WrestleMania 30 bound. Uh, if you're in charge, you're Vince McMahon. How do you use Hogan at WrestleMania?
4: I don't know. I mean, not really much he can do with this, like I say, I don't know if I'd have him be in a match. I mean, maybe just, you know, have him come out for for just to, be just to pop the crowd, you know, pop the you know, because there'll be a lot of, you know, fans from, you know, from that era probably around, you know, at WrestleMania and if, you know, if he's there, I mean, I guess just, you know, have him come out, put a promo, do the whole you know, like just pose for a couple minutes and, you know, just do something maybe just interact with some heel and then you know, like, uh, I don't know who you I don't know who you have 'em interact you know, you know, interact with and then should be the, uh hulk up and give the big boot. to Uh I don't know if he can I don't know if we can do the leg drop at this point, but I mean, yeah, you because know, I wouldn't I don't know, I I wouldn't uh yeah, you know, I can I him somewhere like maybe like uh head like at the start of like the second hour of the show or maybe like somewhere around there.
2: I gotcha, yeah. I mean it's it's tough 'cause like, you know, there's there's the the talk show host in me that that you know wants to look at the the realism and and hogan's aged and the surgeries and what he's been through and what he can actually do and, and but i got to admit there's like the hogan mark in me that's like yeah bring him back for a match brother so i mean it's it's there, there's two warring factions in me right now and I, and I hear what you're saying you know you know we there's no telling what exactly Hogan can do physically, and and realistically speaking, yeah, maybe the best thing for him is to just uh, come out, take care of some heel, rip the shirt off, flex for a little bit, and uh, go home, but uh, it is exciting to to think that Hogan could be there for for the big one, WrestleMania 30, but, you know, this is Monday, Monday Night Raw night, we're doing a pregame, lots of stuff happened last week on, on Monday. Uh, you know, you blog on it each and every week, Tony. Is there anything uh, going into raw tonight that you're really looking forward to?
4: Uh you know, I'm saying that really I've been watching it every week, you know, it's like it's really a lot of times, you know, it's like you know, it's like I watch it every week and it's like, what hey, you know it's like, what's happening again? It's just like yeah, <laughs> so, sometimes I could just get a little, you know, like sometimes you can feel you know, like a little week after week you feel like the same stuff's going down. But you know, it's just like I don't know. Um
5: what
4: I I did like with the um uh Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and the um versus the Wyatts. I mean if they, you know, the the beat downs that they uh that the Wyatt's gave them or whatever, you know, I I thought that, that was uh I thought that was pretty good. So I mean it looks like they're gonna be doing uh Punk and Bryan versus uh Harper and Rowan coming on or maybe some Irish series or what they'll do but or you know. But um I you know, that should be interesting stuff, you know, and um possibly maybe even you know, like to maybe there'll be a follow up to the um to the uh, Real Americans beating the Rhodes Brothers, you know, since they won the non-title match last week, you know, thinking they should, you know, put them in, a, you know, in a, give them a tag title match, you know. Kind of looking forward more to, like, the stuff underneath and the stuff on top, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, the, the tag championship has definitely gotten uh, some more notoriety. And, you know, Dave, I, I, I would probably venture to say that since the, the inception of the show, we, we've talked – Numerous times on You know the secondary titles Being uh beefed up a bit Uh bring more prestige To the secondary titles and we've seen Flashes of it hints of it But uh there's the first time In a long time that I think you can really like You know bet the farm that They've they've Put some stock in in the tag team Titles the tag team titles Really mean something they're really A focal point and uh yeah, it's interesting thinking, like, you know, what Tony said, he's looking forward to what's going to happen in the tag championship picture.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, the tag, you know, we, talk, we talked about it since the inception of the show, how, you know, we feel that it would be necessary to, to beef up the secondary championships and make bring some importance to them again. And I think slowly but surely they have, they have done that. Um, they've had little flashes with it, with the Intercontinental Championship and with the United States Championship, but the tag team titles. No, for the longest time, tag team wrestling has just kind of, been, and the WWE has kind of been. Eh. Now we got legitimate tag teams. Some tag teams are not, you know, uh, thrown to get two guys thrown together. They're manufactured. They got a good chemistry together. They work well together, um, and the and the and the titles mean something too. It's just not here, we're going cha- we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna change the champions and decide to put the belts on these guys. And then we're not going to use them. You know, we'll just put them on superstars or the main event show or whatever you call it. But, there, you know, it main evented Raw a, a few weeks back, and it brought importance to that match. It brought importance to the, the, the division and the titles itself. Uh, I think in, in the past year, it slowly but surely has made a, a steady rise for being important again. And I think that's got a lot to do with, with Triple H and what his involvement is behind the scenes. He's a very old-school guy, and he, he likes that there's importance to secondary championships, and tag team wrestling is important again in the WWE. Granted, Goldust and Cody were thrown together, but they're brothers, and the storyline worked, and they worked really well together. And who they've been in the ring with? They've been in the ring with the Usos and the Shield, and you know now the Real Americans are getting a, a, a crack at the titles. I mean... It's it, it's becoming important again. and I like it, and I like that, that they they put an emphasis on the championships. And it's not just the same old same old. Well, we'll put these guys with them. They'll they'll beat them in a non-title match, and then they'll have then they'll have a title shot later. It's it's more or less like there's there's a feud behind the belts. It's not just a personal thing. It's like these guys want the belts. They want to be the tag team champions, and it it it. it to me, I, I think it's a good thing for the WWE that they have taken the tag team titles and brought meaning back to them slowly but surely. The Shield especially, and, and, and Bryan and Kane, those two teams really right there were the ones that brought importance back to those titles, in my opinion, um, and it helped that. And I think Cody and, and Goldust are doing the same thing as well. Yeah.
2: well Tony me... is... Go
4: ahead. Yeah.
2: I wasn't going to say anything. Go <laughs> Okay. Well, now, Tony, I mean, thanks for the call. I, I think you brought up a really good point, uh, pointing out the fact that, you know, you're looking forward to the tag championship match and uh, what's going to go on with that, which is, is pretty incredible considering the past few years where the tag championship has been, uh, that you, a seasoned wrestling fan, um, that you're looking forward to the tag championship match. So that, that says a lot right now. Tony, as always, thank you for the call. Remember, Tony is the business's best blogger. Go to com. Check out Tony's blogs for Impact, SmackDown, and Monday Night Raw each and every week. Tony, thanks for the call. I'll talk to you next week. Yep. You bet. All right. Take it and easy, And we've
4: got to have some hardcore Saturday.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I'll be there. Looking forward to... Yeah. You know, since Tony brought it up, we're going to House of Hardcore on Saturday night. So... If you're near Poughkeepsie, New York, Tommy Jr. puts on a hell of a show. So I, some of my favorite shows. I've been to both House of Hardcore so far. Looking forward to House of Hardcore three this Saturday. So I'll see you there, Tony. All
4: right, see you
2: then. Take it easy. See you we're gonna we're gonna stick with the phones because we got jam-packed phone lines. And Pat has been very patient. We got Pat on the line. How you doing tonight, Pat? Hey,
1: Ken. Hey, Dave. How you doing tonight?
2: Doing great. How are you?
1: Good, good. All right. So let me, uh, you want to know how Hogan gets booked back to WrestleMania. Now, I take it you both you guys are going to be there, right?
2: We are yes. going to be there. Yes. All
1: right. So let me let me do this. I'm going to book this for you and guarantee you a fun time while you're sitting there. Then you tell me if you're buying it or passing on it, all right? All right, shoot. On, on. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. soon as uh, the first Raw in January starts, very first segment I'm having The Undertaker come out, do a short promo pretty much saying uh, there's a championship missing from his waist. Not only is this streak on the line this uh, this year, but he's going to the Royal Rumble because he wants a championship back. That's that. And then I'm going to have the announcers every week as I keep it saying – Know, who's going to be in the rumble and all that, reminding the world that Undertaker wants a championship, so I don't know why even bother it right stuff like that. So, we get to the oil rumble, we have Undertaker, I don't know, come in around 21, throw out six or seven guys that are in there already, another chopper type guy comes out, throws him out, then all clothing comes out,
4: we American
1: Hits, everyone's going crazy, they brawl for a little bit in the ring. A couple more guys come and come and come, And too. Um, you get Hulk Hogan throws out The Undertaker. The Undertaker just gets, like, in a hissy fit, pissed off outside because there's a Hulk Hogan. He going to get thrown out of rumble, and they brawl to the back. Okay? Raw the next night. I'm going to have uh, Hulk Hogan come out trying to kind of thank the fans. It was fun to come back. You know, I just wanted to drop in and, you know, check in on the WWE World Interrupted Leonard, who comes out and does, like, a threatening thing to Hogan about, you uh, may have been champ, you may have done this and that, but you've never beaten me, and no one has ever beaten me at WrestleMania. I will haunt you and, and, uh, you know, chase you until you sign your life to me, and you're wrestling me at WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, just threatening him because he's so pissed because took the title shot away. And I'm sure Hulk Hogan, with the money on the line,
2: and one more
1: match maybe, him and Tigger will have a fight at WrestleMania. And you could book that where, you know, straight-up evil entertainer vs. Hogan, back and forth, back and forth, fighting all you want. All those uh, close pins you can think of. And then finally... Undertaker puts Hogan away. Next night on Raw, you know, Hogan gets his uh, standing O, or maybe that's Hogan even last night, the match, and that's that. But I guarantee that you'll be happy when you're at WrestleMania watching this battle of, like, Hulk Hogan, who everywhere on the internet going to wonder if he's going to win or not, and get pissy about it before it happens. But then you let Undertaker, keep what's rightfully his, because that should go to someone who's going to stay in the business for a while. Do so you
2: buying that or pass it? it it's it's such an interesting I love the storytelling, um, it's, a lot of storytelling. I, I like it a lot um it it's almost has uh, you know even though it's it's hulk hogan hulk hogan as as the underdog um you know can he do it one last time um yeah it, it it's a great story the the only I, I agree with you like it, it'll be something that I'd be really looking forward to going into WrestleMania. Uh, If it's done correctly, yeah, I I would love it being there live. Uh, For me, again, I go back and forth between the the Hogan-Mark side of me and the the realistic talk show host side of me, and I would just wonder physically uh, for both of them what they could do together in the ring. Um, If all the reports are true that Hogan's training like a madman and he can – call upon the power of Hulkamania one last time and give us at least a, a reasonable facsimile of what Hulkamania once was. Uh, yeah, I think it would be a cool story and it would be something at least that the, the, one, th- the one thing that's tough with, with The Undertaker is these matches as of late, you know, not having the suspense. And even though they've been great matches. Going into it, thinking there's there's no way Taker's going to lose, and that was always my criticism with if they brought Sting in, because Sting to me like the setup would be a lot of fun, but there's no suspense there because there's no way Sting's beating Taker at WrestleMania. There's no way that Vince would allow that to happen. Hulk Hogan, it, it does give you a little uh, a little doubt in your mind that maybe Hulkamania has uh, a, a final glorifying moment at WrestleMania 30, or does Taker keep the streak? I agree with you. I think in that scenario, Taker should keep the streak. Um, yeah, it the fantasy side of me that that sounds like it could be a real good time. What do you think, Dave? Yeah,
3: I like the I like like Ken. I like the storytelling. I like the build up towards it. Um, but for for two different reasons, why I'm why I'm going to pass on this. I'm going to pass on number one because I as as excited as I would be to see Hulk Hogan in the ring against The Undertaker. I, Once the bell rings, that would be it for me. Because the the physical stuff, just, it wouldn't sit well with me. And I think also, too, another reason why is that... Hulk Hogan and Undertaker are two big polarizing figures. They're such big names that when you put them on a stage like WrestleMania, they got to have their own spotlight. Hogan, Undertaker's got to have his match where the streak is on the line, and Undertaker almost has that, like, Clint Eastwood, Gran Torino kind of feel with his character now where people don't know if he's going to be able to go for one more match against a guy like, let's say they put him in there against Randy Orton this year. Let's say they put him in with, you know, the rumor is that they want to do him in Brock Lesnar. Um, so the, the, the Undertaker fits, Undertaker's kind of got that underdog role in him now as he's gotten older with these matches at WrestleMania, especially facing younger guys. If it's true with Lesnar, then that story's really going to enhance itself with Undertaker and Lesnar and being how much younger Lesnar is and how much more quick and powerful he is but it would still be a good match. Hogan on the other hand, Hogan coming back for nostalgia, I think it needs its own place on the show. You, you, when you when you market WrestleMania, you want to market, you know, the Undertaker match, you want to market the big marquee match for the title and then you probably want to market like two other matches that, you know, a, a big time feud that needs to get settled or maybe even a return, like when they marketed The Rock returning a few years ago as much as I'd love to see Hogan in the ring, what would be pretty cool is, you know, the 30th WrestleMania, what if they had Hogan host the WrestleMania, and maybe Hogan, since he's at the first WrestleMania in the main event, he's a guest on Piper's Pit, and Piper feels- He should have hosted WrestleMania because he was the one that helped draw WrestleMania, the original WrestleMania, and you have your own sideshow act with that. And then maybe you get a mid-card heel kind of siding with Piper, and then maybe a mid-card babyface kind of siding with Hogan. You give him a little bit of a rub. You still get the nostalgia with having Hogan and Piper. Hogan rips a shirt, poses, 75,000 fans go nuts. Everyone walks away out of that looking good.
1: I like all that too. The one, the couple of things I would add is obviously I'm reaching for, you know, the early days of the WWF with the storytelling, I'm expecting a Hogan Andre type match in terms of movement, and I think you can hide the movement with like for weeks. You just have Hogan look. I just came back to have a good time. I'm not interested in your streak. Almost kind of not wanting the fight to fight the Undertaker. That he's just happy to be back home. And then on Raw one week, there's a coffin of Hulkamania that's set on fire. And then
2: they got Hulk Hogan on satellite
1: one week, you know, where the lights go out. Next thing you know, you know, I don't know, Hogan's wife, or daughter, something silly like that, where Hogan's got no choice but to get back in the ring with Undertaker because Undertaker is so angry at him, you know, with the Royal Rumble thing. I think if you just really made Undertaker pressure Hogan into the match, people would buy in and like it. And then Hogan... You know, you could do one of those double count lines. They're both out, and whatever ref bumps all over the place, fighting and fighting, and then you know, at the end of it, Taker and Hogan can be bigger to get that pin off, exhaustion again, and let them both lie in the mat five minutes after the match is over. And then Hogan gets up first, even though he's been pinned.
2: Crowd would go wild.
1: I I think you need a lot of storytelling that will cover the stuff that you're not going to get from when these guys were younger, but I, that's I want that's what I want at WrestleMania. I wanna I wanna see a story of the making. At thirty years the thirtieth WrestleMania, Hogan Baker, you know, when we had Hogan on during and some other storytelling, that's the story I'd love to see. And I don't know if they'll go that way or not, but like I said, I wanna have fun. I'm not asking for you know, match of the year. I'm not asking to have like, you know, the most classic wrestling match I've ever seen. But
2: I want to have a lot of fun, and I think that's fun. I, I mean, I agree. I think the the story would be very engaging. And you do have two, you know, and Pat, we've had this conversation, but I've always thought that Hulk Hogan gets a bad rap when people say, oh, he's terrible in ring because uh, that guy told stories in the ring. And I, I think – as far as in-ring, Hogan was one of the best because he didn't need to do 17 flips off the top rope. The guy knew how to tell a story. Um, and, and Taker as well, a guy who can really tell a story. Um, you know, you just don't want that match to be a, a colossal disappointment. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, if you're talking January to WrestleMania... Uh, it would be some very intriguing storytelling uh, going through. And it would be, I mean, you're right, uh, Pat, it would be engaging. It would definitely be engaging. It would be fun. Uh, it would be fun to see, you know, Hulkamania try and rev it up one last time. Um, remains to be seen. So I guess uh, when we're talking about Hogan, that, that's, you're booking him against uh, The Undertaker if you had Yeah, and I'm having
1: him. He had no, no choice. Undertaker's forcing his hand, I feel, to go for that match, So. I got one question I got off the phone while you answered, if, if you don't mind. Real quick, because I know you got no some problem. guys. You know, I was watching a lot of Georgia Championship Wrestling over the weekend. And it occurred to me, I don't understand why TNA doesn't do this. Um, they have those house shows that people, you know, I know when they came to Jersey, people I know didn't even realize they were in town, right? So people always used to say, they're not advertising well to get you to the show.
2: You uh, know, uh, yeah, Kurt
1: Angle, have Hardy. How come Rawway Jim doesn't have, uh, you know, 2,000 as opposed to 800? And it's, and it's because the casual fan may not know. Well, I never understood why. You know, match is over. Robert Roode walks to the back. Why don't they have a podium saying, you know, like they did at Georgia Championship Wrestling. Next week we're in Ohio. We're in Cleveland, Dayton, and, you know, and uh, and wherever else in Ohio you facing such and such these nights. Nice. Him put over how much he detests Ohio, and what's he gonna do when he's in Ohio to you know whoever his opponent is. Those, those all things. The WWE doesn't do it because they're global, but TNA really is not. And I know I think that would be brilliant if they did that. And you start. I mean, i don't know a championship the kids based on where Ric Flair is going. <laughs> you know, and I think that's an added, a missing element to their show. If they're not selling at house shows well let's why not tell the world where you're gonna be you know next week and then now with this new ad campaign where they're putting everything on uh, you know on uh the internet, you can see when the, you know the guy in Ohio despising being there and getting ready to take out somebody. but I just wondered what you thought about that. Why don't they ever sell the house shows like that? I mean it can only help them.
2: Uh, you know, it's a good point, Pat, and thanks a lot for the phone call. I hope to hear from you next week, uh, Pat brings up a good point, Dave. Uh, and I, you know, the the I guess the thing with with Pat, he's asking why. I don't know. I, I don't think I can answer why. It sounds like a really good idea. You know, that that TNA rather than having you know the dates scrolling on on the bottom, uh, uh, you know, during uh, impact taping, um, you know, if. You know, guys got into the back and said, you know what, next week when I get a hold of you when we're in New Jersey live and blah, 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 you know, to kind of publicize the cards, um, you know, perhaps that would be a a new way to to do it, a a new old way, kind of reminiscent of old uh, Georgia Championship wrestling. Um, I could see something like that working, Dave.
3: I think that would be pretty cool. I like that idea, Pat. Um, if you're if you're still listening. However, you know, the only drawback is and in, in like it always has been in wrestling, there's that thing at the bottom of the advertisement that says card subject to change. And uh, you know, sometimes things things happen, and especially in today's world of wrestling, you know, with the injuries and guys might not be available and they might, you know, have certain guys only booked. You know, TNA's got a different pay structure as far as um as far as, you know, a good portion of their talent. A good portion of their talent is paid per appearance. And they might, you know, let's say, for instance, they decide to take a Bobby Roode and, and have him, you know, cut a promo saying, Kurt Angle, I'll see you in Dayton, Ohio next week. If you thought this was bad, wait till you go to Dayton next week or whatever. And then they don't have Bobby Roode booked for Dayton because they have him on, like, a per-appearance kind of deal. Um, it, it, it's good in theory, but within today's wrestling, you know, injuries happen, and, you know, some people might pay to see Kurt Angle wrestle in Dayton, Ohio, and then he's not there. I mean, we I reported a few months ago, there was half of their roster didn't have wrestling licenses in, in some town in, in Mississippi, I believe it was. And they had to go... Some guys had to pull double duty. There was only like five matches on the card. Um, they had to give some refunds back. I mean, there was a lot of chaos that took place. Uh, it's great in theory. I mean, I remember, I remember watching, you know, not only Georgia Championship, you know, I've watched the old Georgia Championship Wrestling, but, you know, NWA Wrestling, you know, they used to have in their studios in Atlanta. And, you know, after a match or before, Matt Flair would come out and he would say, I'm going to be here, 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 and here. And... You know, come check me out. At, you know, he would, always, he would he would incorporate it into his promo, which was brilliant at the time. And at the same time, too, you know, in, in in both major companies with Crockett and even with the AWA and the WWE, they would say they would they. They call market interviews, and they would have a guy do, like, 30 interviews talking about he's going to wrestle so-and-so in, in, in Cleveland, Ohio, or wrestle so-and-so in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or wrestle this guy in Los Angeles, California. They would do for different markets. Um, they don't do that anymore because wrestling has become more global as opposed to regional and territorial. But I like the idea. I, th- I think it would work. The only problem is you never know what's going to happen with an injury or, if, or how, especially with TNA, when when and where their talents booked because they're you know
2: sometimes not all the talents on the road sometimes. I mean I think what it would, it would it's a great idea and and I, I like the idea a lot. It's just TNA would have to you know have all their T's crossed, all their I's dotted, make sure they they know everyone's schedule and not drop the ball with it. Uh, and that would be you know they'd really have to buckle down and no, you know, this person is definitely booked here, and unless an injury or flight delay, they're booked. There's, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, things happen. We know that, and you could always have, you know, someone cut a promo that he's ducking me, he's avoiding me, in in worst-case scenarios, but you don't want that to happen that often. Um, I I do think with what Pat's bringing up, uh, you know, marrying the new school and old school with this Action Never Stops initiative you know, you could have some of these little video vignettes have the talent promoting, you know, their live shows. You know, when I get my hands on, on so-and-so, you know, next week in New Jersey or I'm in, you know, Bumble F Nebraska, you know, I'm going to be taking on whatever the case is. But it is something that rather than it just comes off as, you know, shameless, chilling your product, spend money on us just because we're T&A, to add a little bit more drama, you have to show up to this because you know your your beloved hero is finally going to get it or going to get his hands on uh, the, his nemesis in your hometown and cutting a promo promoting that specific event um, and you know would be great. I thought TNA did a good job initially with the Bound for Glory series and I thought that kind of helped that feeling of hey, you want to go to these house shows because. There were matches at the house shows that would count to the uh, Bound for Glory point system. So I think that you know, looking at some more interesting ways to promote their house shows would definitely be a good idea. And uh, you know, maybe maybe Pat should get a job with uh, promoting TNA wrestling because I, I like that idea a lot. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We're going to stick with the phones because we got Dank on the line. I'm, I'm preparing myself to. to have a headache, but I think he's going to make us think tonight. So, Dank, how are you doing tonight?
5: I'm doing good, gentlemen. How are you guys doing?
2: Doing all right. What you got for us?
5: Um, uh, over the past week, I actually read a very interesting article, which um, made me think. I mean, I never actually watched it, but I know you two avid wrestling fans may have an opinion on it. Um, it was a commentary on uh, WCW, and it was basically saying how when... WCW was around. People would like pretty much break it apart. Like when I say people, I mean like mostly like the fan base of wrestling break it apart because they would say that the storyline was stupid or the gimmicks were stupid or it just wasn't working all this and all that. But now that there's no longer WCW, people are falling into the nostalgia of back in the day or back when WCW they're comparing either TNA or some storyline in WWE about stuff that happened in WCW. My question is this, looking back, did either of your opinions change on when you were watching it back then and looking at it now, maybe even comparing it to TNA, like, was it a better brand? Do you wish that it would come back the way that it was? Like as a fan, has your opinion changed now that it's no longer around? And if the TNA were to go the way of WCW, would you feel the same way years from now when some other brand comes up and you start comparing that to TNA?
2: Um, I mean, WCW is one of those brands that I didn't watch regularly, honestly, until Hulk Hogan turned with the NWO. Um, it you know wcw is one of those companies like for me like just got really huge really fast and then almost just as fast faded away so uh there's aspects of wcw that you know rightfully you criticize and there's also aspects of wcw that deserve a hell of a lot of praise um but, but the thing is you know the stuff that WCW did well was was for that time period and worked for the 90s, and, and I don't think you can recreate it. And I think sometimes some of the stuff that TNA did uh, seemed like a blatant copy of what WCW did. And when WCW did it, it was original. And when TNA was doing it, it was kind of a, a weak facsimile of what WCW was doing. But, you know, in, in the mid-90s, you know, mid to late-90s, uh, arguably WCW was the best product out there. Your your thoughts on this, Dave?
3: Yeah, I mean, the difference between the WCW and TNA is that WCW was a well-established brand and you know, to answer one of your questions, yes, I think it's a better brand it was a better brand than what TNA currently is now. Um, with as far as my opinion changing, um Looking back as I'm older and a little more wiser, being a wrestling fan because I was a teenager during the big boom period of the, the Monday Night Wars, was looking back. I mean, I could I could see where things didn't work, um, you know, with WCW, and I could see where things did work, and I and I could see where things could have been better looking back on it and with the talent that they had utilized in that time frame. Um, you know, I remember as a teenager. Um, when when Bret Hart came over, it was such a big deal. I thought, I, I was like, oh my god, WWF, they're they're done. They lost their big guy. I mean, Steve Austin's he's hot right now, but he can't do it on his own. Like Bret Hart's going over there with Hogan and Sting, and I'm thinking of all these potential dream matchups, and then. They put Hogan and Brett on free TV with a non-finish, which turned out to be that Brett and Hogan were swerving everybody. And Brett went to the – I mean, Brett Hart turned heel and babyface more times in his run in WCW, and he was hardly on TV. They were paying him $3 million a year for three years. He had a $9 million contract, the biggest in wrestling at that time. And they did – nothing with him, and that was guaranteed money. It wasn't like, oh, you're injured and we're going to only pay you a fraction. No, he was getting paid all that money to either sit at home or show up and not work or actually work. And I just thought to myself, you know, they can do so much more with Bret Hart. He came over from this hot storyline that, you know, Vince McMahon screwed him over, and they did nothing with him. They put... I, I remember wanting to see him uh, wrestle guys like Booker T, and they did little stuff with him and Booker. And, I, and then guys like Sting, I couldn't wait for him and Sting to go at it. And they had, like, a little meaningless feud that lasted maybe a month, and then that was it. It was... I just I remember looking back on it as a kid, and I was like, "They're not, you know, They made a big deal about him coming in, and now he's not around. Like, where is he? They had like sixty-five guys on the roster, and only like thirty of them would show, or thirty of them would actually work work a TV or a pay-per-view. It was it was ridiculous. And and as I look back on it now, um, I mean, overall, it was a better brand. And the things, like Ken said, the things that worked for them was great, and the things that didn't work for them was not so great. And, and looking back on it now as well, I could say that there are things that they could have done better. Would I like to see it around? Yeah, absolutely. Competition creates, you know, um, you know better product for, for, for the opposition. Vince McMahon was driven by what WCW was doing to make a better product, and he did, and he eventually won the war. So, yes, would I love to see it around? Absolutely. It's interesting that my my question is, for myself and maybe for Ken or even for our listeners, is what if WCW was still around, what would it be like today? What would the talent be like? Would Hulk Hogan have gone back to the WWE for a nostalgia run in the early 2000s? Would we see, you know, guys like... James Storm and Bobby Roode in TNA? Would we see Kurt Angle in TNA? Would Sting still be or in WCW? Would, would Sting still be in WCW? Stuff like that. Like, What would the wrestling landscape be like if they're still around? Would they still be going head-to-head with Raw every Monday night? Those are the questions that intrigue me and what would what would happen. And would we still have the flip-flopping of the, the guys going from WCW to WWF or WWE and vice versa? That's what kind of intrigues me. But overall, Overall, better brand. The stuff that they did was awesome and worked. I love the Sting storyline. As a kid, I, I was like, when's this guy going to talk? When's this guy going to wrestle? But then when he did, it was a big deal. Looking back on it now, it's like they made the right choice doing that. The Hogan turn, they made the right choice. Um, so overall, I liked it, and it was good for wrestling overall to have them around. Did they make some mistakes? Absolutely. Everybody does. I mean, let's face it, Vince produced uh, Mantar and the Goon and uh, the, the Brooklyn Brawler. Well, the Brooklyn Brawler, he's kind of cool. But uh, other stupid gimmicks, and WCW done the same thing. You know, so everyone's guilty of it. But overall, I wish it was still around because wrestling would be a lot different.
5: Okay. I like your answer in a nutshell. Very well thought. That's a pretty big nutshell because I have (laughs) a lot to say. (laughs) Well, he did steal my follow-up question, which was if WCW was still around, how would the wrestling world be impacted and how would it be different? Um, I personally would have liked to still see it around because back then, and maybe it was just because I was first getting into it, it just seemed like there was never really a weak Monday Raw, it always seemed that because they knew there was this war going on and because there was this, like, pulling of the rope on each side that they had to up one another and it never seemed like there was a dull moment even during the Attitude Era. And now it just seems like because they really don't have that much competition because, let's face it, TNA, to my opinion anyway, really isn't that much of competition against WWE that they can slack off a little bit and not be as worried because what are you going to do? Go watch TNA instead? Not really. But um anyway, thanks a lot
2: guys. Uh always pleasure talking to you guys and I'll give you a call next week. Thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it, dang. Always talking. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, he brings up a good point. I think you you hit the nail on the head. I, I mean, competition, you know, I I think the one thing with the Monday Night Wars and and we've talked about it on the show, like Monday Night Raws, that we, you know, we'll sit here and say, well, they we got a pay per view in two weeks. This week's Raw was kind of a holding pattern. They just not a lot happened, a couple matches, you know, a bunch of promos. They're in a holding pattern, you know. and he's right. Like in in the Monday Night Wars era, it never seemed like anyone was willing to be in a holding pattern, even for one night. Everyone had to push the envelope. Uh, each and every Monday night Now I don't know if they would have been able to Maintain that sort of pace uh, For that long a period period of time But man, you know The one thing that I think of If WCW was still around And let's just say that they were on equal footing And they went back and forth in the ratings uh, So be, both companies uh, were vying for that, that ratings uh, boost Each and every week with the way the internet has grown since the, the mid to late 90s to where it is now uh, with the number of dirt sheets out there with the information all over the place could you imagine all the speculation bantied about right now if WCW was equal to WWE whenever contract negotiations were going on it would just as, as crazy as the internet now is as far as wrestling goes uh it, things would just absolutely be blowing up but I mean, controversy, contrary competition creates a better product. And I think when we talk TNA here, you know, we would love for TNA to grow in leaps and bounds and at least get Vince a little bit scared just so it pushes him a little bit. And everyone, you know, pushes the product a little bit because, um, you know, I do think sometimes it's easy to rest on your laurels. But uh, that being said, Again, getting back to you know what happened last week, I thought that the the week in wrestling was good, and we talked a lot. Uh, you know, it's been an interesting uh, show this week so far. We talked a lot about TNA and a lot of you know, what our listeners want to talk about was TNA. But we are on a Monday Night Raw Monday, and uh, I thought last week's Monday Night Raw was a real good show, uh, setting up a lot of interesting storylines. Uh, HBK turning heel, the Wyatts. Uh, allied with the authority now, taking out both CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, uh, and a commendable performance by Damian Sandow cashing in unsuccessfully his Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, I I thought last week's Monday Night Raw was a real solid show. Dave, looking forward to uh, what's going to happen this week.
3: Yeah, I thought Raw was awesome last week. The the Sandow cash-in, granted, he lost. He still looked great in the match. He looked like a main event player. Um, I could see him, you know, Facing for the for the championship sometime down the line, he hung in there with a guy like John Cena. He was more aggressive. It was more believable. The match itself was was great. It it, it lasted a while. It was it opened up the show, the segment as well as the the match itself. So it did went a good thirty forty minutes with Sandow and Cena on TV. So I liked it. The Wyatt stuff is interesting. It's interesting if they're if they're working for the Authority. Um, you know, Bray Wyatt had said at one point you know, both times, the devil made me do it. Is the devil the authority? Is the devil Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman has not been around since Hell in the Cell, since CM Punk attacked him. Is he? Are they working for Heyman? Are they working for the authority? The Shield breakup, possibly, with, with, with Roman Reigns possibly defecting from the group. I found that to be interesting. As much as I love the Shield as a unit, and I think that they've been the most consistently booked act in WWE, it's been good from start to to now, I'm kind of sad that they might be done with, but at the same time, I've said it for a while now, Roman Reigns has got a huge upside and could be a huge star leaving that group. And another thing I found interesting is on SmackDown last Friday, they had a tag match with The Shield and The Usos, and The Shield, it wasn't the normal tag group of Reigns and uh, Rollins. It was Rollins and Ambrose. So I think we're going to see Roman Reigns eventually split off um, as much as I don't like it. I think it's going to be good for him to for him to be a baby face on his own. He's got that Batista kind of feel to it that reminds me of. I think he's going to like split off from them. Um, the the. The potential with the Wyatts against Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, I like it. It's fresh, it's new, it's different. It's going to beef the Wyatts up. Um, The removing of Kane's mask, I thought that was interesting. I hear the reason why is because the No Evil 2 movie is going to come out soon and he didn't wear a mask in that movie. Is he going to be the hired uh, gunman for the authority? He had given Stephanie the mask and said, now you can unleash the monster and do whatever you want with it. Is he going to be working for them or is he just going to be some crazy lunatic doing whatever he wants to anybody? There's questions there something to tune into i thought that the segment was pretty cool especially the way she held up the mask at the end it was like okay you know they're, they're they're going something here with kane and the big show thing the big show thing was cool he was very passionate in his promo i liked it um I I wish that they would just reveal that eventually it's Vince McMahon that's behind him coming back because if you're banned from the WWE for life and you're suing the company and you're fired from them and you're no longer employed, how do you get a new t-shirt and your entrance video still comes up?
2: All (laughs) validations. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, that's something they got to like rectify storyline wise, uh, hopefully sooner than later. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to get excited about uh, looking into Monday Night Raw. 3478389815 is the number to call. And Mike has been very patient on hold for a while, so let's get to Mike. Mike, are you there?
0: I am your captain. We have nothing to do with anything called the perfectness. I've lost all this skeleton. They've already made their sacrifice. So follow me and these three words. So we do our goals and our Texas Colorado into this battle. We're the or to stay behind and make the sacrifice. They made the sacrifice, or he made the sacrifice.
2: Okay, he made.
3: Those are some good drugs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I, I, I,
2: Mike, you, you never cease to leave me speechless.
0: The ultimate. That's how I felt when I was listening to Pat ramble on and on and on about Hogan and the storytelling, and we were all happy about the storytelling, and then Dave goes on and on and on about talking about the the greatest show still with Steve Wolf and Bob Arion and Jenna Russo, whatever. Steve Wolf never comes on your show no more, okay? That's number one. Bob Arion hasn't been seen in a long time. that's a a second, and the other idiot, General Russell, whatever his name is, he couldn't even be mentioned, but you guys give him, well, Dave gives them equal airplay or whatever talking about the YouTube show. I mean, that's just silly in my opinion.
3: They've also promoted us a lot uh, since we've started this show. So I feel as a courtesy for them helping get us out there, we're doing the same thing for them.
0: Yeah, and and it's funny because their offices, if they even had any at the time, asked me to be on their show, and I turned them down. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Hulk Hogan over the weekend, I I heard from a good, reliable source of mine that Hulk Hogan indeed, supposedly I heard that Hogan may wrestle Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. Um, That's what I heard. But I mean, again, you never know. I mean, things can turn the other way. I, I I don't want it to be Brock Lesnar versus Taker because I think it's stupid. I think Brock Lesnar and Taker they wrestled up and down the road, and it's just it just doesn't uh, wouldn't look good for Taker.
2: So, do you are you in agreement? Do you do you book Hogan versus Taker for WrestleMania Thirty?
0: Yeah, I, I I would book it. You know, from from a standpoint, if Hogan is really serious about getting in the ring, and I heard he's going to be a ring shape. I, I, I think so. You know what? I'm, I'm going to ask Hogan when I see him Saturday. So when I'm I'm there at, at the uh, convention on Saturday, I'm going down
3: there. Did he lift the restraining order? Is that why you're going to see him?
0: Hey, Dave, Hulk Hogan and I are cool. Everyone knows that. Hogan and I are, like I said before, NWO for life, and I'll say it again. Hogan's cool with me, I'm cool with hogan. gonna go uh, see hogan this gonna see Hogan this week, and I'm gonna ask the brother correct. man all right, well that, you know
3: if
2: if you get the exclusive, we look forward to hearing from you
0: on I'm
3: going to ask, on we are gonna do this bring a pen and paper and remember what you're doing
0: i'm gonna ask the big the brother man himself, and I'm gonna see what what he's gonna you know do I mean he's gonna have Nash and and my buddy Hall all around him, so. Maybe if I could, you know, ask them, I'm just going to ask the brother man the question that everyone wants to know. What are you going to do at WrestleMania? I mean, everybody's been been buzzing about this since Hogan supposedly, well, uh, reportedly he signed, but he signed a verbal agreement. And you know what? That's very smart of Hulk Hogan. Why should he have to, of all people, take a Legends contract when Hulk Hogan's a man? And a lot of people say, well, you know, Hulk Hogan can't wrestle no more and Hulk Hogan is this, but you know what? Hulk Hogan's willing to go out there and, and, and give everything he's got for, for the fans and for, for everything and just to remind people, hey, I'm the man that put WrestleMania on the map. Me and Vince and Rowdy Piper put WrestleMania on the map. And then, of course, all the other wrestlers that came to follow with WrestleMania. But, and then you guys are talking about WCW. WCW was a great product. They came out of NWA. They were great. WCW, you know, took on, on um, WWE or WWF in the ratings. And NWO storyline, they, they ran it for a couple of, um, about maybe, what, 18 months, I think. And then... Uh, the ratings came back to WWE, but that's what I, that's what I think about, about everything. I mean, me being, the per, me being the perfect person to talk about it, because, I, again, I grew up in that era, as well as you guys, and uh, we came out of Monday night. You know, everybody used to talk about, hey, what's going to happen tomorrow when Luger shows up on, on Nitro? It's like we got Shawn Michaels super kicking the Undertaker. What? Or you know, hitting Undertaker with the cha- in the head with a chair? What is he doing? You know, he was a bad referee. Gee, that came into fruition again. He, yeah, yeah, Shawn, yeah, Shawn Michaels
2: should. They really should never hire Michaels again. As no,
0: no, no. They should never hire him as a guest referee because Shawn Michaels uh, always gets involved. But you know what? We're looking forward to Monday Night Raw. I'm looking forward to see what happens with Kane tonight. I'm looking forward to see what happens with Punk and, and everything. And we just got to move forward and, you know, talk about the, the Monday Night Raws to come. WrestleMania, we're going to, like you guys love to say, WrestleMania season. This is the reason for the WrestleMania season. You heard it here first, folks. But oh, like thanks. I said, Mike, Mike Ferrara is going to leave now, but I just got one more thing to say. Lights off. Good night, guys.
2: Good night, Mike. Take it easy. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the, the stream of consciousness that is Mike. And and he hit on a lot of stuff. And that's one of those, like, that's for those of you who tuned in late to the program. Now back to our current programming. Um, he hit a lot of
3: things. For our, for our recap.
2: <laughs> but, you know, he brings up some good points. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting that WCW has kind of entered uh, our, our show. And, you know, I... I you know, we sometimes it sounds like we really don't have a plan here. We actually do have show meetings. We have an outline. I have notes right here on these sheets of paper. But you know what? We like to let the, the calls kind of dictate. And so things went off in a different direction tonight, which is totally cool with us because we just like hanging and talking wrestling. But as we talk about WCW coming into the mix and WCW... Definitely a, a great company in its heyday. Uh, tremendous programming. The NWO was, was the hottest thing going. Um, as we look at like the current day and going into Monday Night Raw, I've always been the type, because of the lineage, um, that the World Championship was actually more prestigious than the WWE Championship. Now, I know where the company has gone, and I know that... Realistically speaking yes The WWE championship is definitely More prestigious than the world championship In 2013 But I've always looked at that lineage with the world championship And that being said I I am enjoying right now That John Cena with the world title Love him or hate him The prestige is back with the world title All sorts of rumors circulating Where he's going to go with the world title Is this leading towards An eventual um, Unification bout but, again, as we talk about these, these other belts mattering, th- this world championship around the waist of John Cena is definitely a very important title. And I'm really excited to see where exactly they're going to go, building a lot of intrigue, curious to what we're going to see tonight on Monday Night Raw, Dave.
3: It's interesting with this because, you know, we've talked about how I, how – you know, the brand extension's over and they should unify both heavyweight titles. At the same time, there's too many main event talent to put in one title picture, so that's why they have two championships. Um, I like seeing him with the world title. It's something different. He's he's only had it a couple of times and they were shorter reigns. so I think this is going to be a longer one for him. And I think the idea is to have him hold the title for a while, add some more prestige to it. Eventually, there's room, you know. There's rumors of WrestleMania World Heavyweight Champion versus WWE Champion. Not sure if it's a unification bout, if it's going to be for both titles, or if it's going to be just a, you know, special attraction to, you know, add to the fact that it's WrestleMania 30. As much as I'd like to see that stuff, we've, we're, you know, we talked a lot of Hulk Hogan on this show. What if we had John Cena as the World Heavyweight Champion going into WrestleMania? calling out his boyhood hero, Hulk Hogan, for the world heavyweight title. It was rumored that at WrestleMania 25, Hogan was going to have a match with Cena for the world title, and Cena wanted to wrestle his boyhood hero at the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. What if they did it at 30? And you got that 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 you know, that old fighter Rocky kind of punch drunk scenario where Hogan comes out of retirement for one more match and it's against the guy who idolized him, who who got into the wrestling business because of him, John Cena, as the world heavyweight champion. How much prestige would you put back having? Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania thirty challenged John Cena for the World Heavyweight Championship. The internet will crap all over it and say that they've ruined it. But to me, in my opinion, with that championship belt, it's associated with names like Dusty Rhodes and Rick Flair and now you got John Cena. Imagine putting Hulk Hogan into that mix just for one night only.
2: It's money. It's money. I mean you gotta you know, we had Bill After on the show and Bill said, you know, you you can't listen to the Internet fans. You gotta you gotta be at the shows and, and listen to the crowd and see how the kids react and you know what, like, you bring back Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan's going to go against John Cena. Now, again, the problem that, you know, it's 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 the symbolism and the the storytelling versus what can actually happen in the match, and we don't know really, you know, what condition Hogan is in. You're hearing the reports that he's training like a madman. Look, if he can get himself in good enough shape and he's just going to leave it all out there and he can give us one last... You know, reasonable facsimile of of himself at WrestleMania 30. I'm all for it. But I I think that, you know, throwing out that main event where you have John Cena versus Hulk Hogan and the video packages you could put together. And, you know, don't turn Hogan like NWO Hogan. Have him come back red and yellow. Keep them both face. uh, Mutual respect kind of thing between the two of them. I, I just think leading up to WrestleMania it's it's absolute money um, it would be a huge draw it being 30 it just would be incredible and and it's amazing as these names are thrown about we are so far away from WrestleMania 30 and yet the internet's a buzz with it the show is a buzz with it fans are buzz with it WrestleMania is on the tips of the tongues of every wrestling fan out there and it just it's it's really amazing to start to speculate What exactly is going to unfold over the next few months Heading towards the big dance at WrestleMania 30 I'd like to thank you all for tuning in tonight those, those of you who we didn't get to on the phone lines I humbly apologize Thank you so much for supporting us Please call in next week Be sure to get you up ASAP It is time for Monday Night Raw Remember, tomorrow night we're debuting a new show TKRS presents Pop Life we're examining pop culture. It'll be on at 11 o'clock on the kenreedyshow.com. Be sure to Thank check out man. our new show. Get to your TVs. Watch Monday Night Raw. It is time for Dave. I'm Ken. Thank you all for tuning in. Good night, everybody.